Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagati. It's all about the food. Good morning and welcome everybody. This is the Essen Fresen show and once again I am Adrian Bagati, your host. And today I am so privileged to be talking to somebody who I've followed for actually quite a while. Um the giggling gourmet, better known as Jenny Morris. Um, she is an author, magazine writer, radio and TV presenter. She's a celebrity chef. She teaches cooking. She does food tours, culinary tours. Now, if that was available, kosher, I'd be the first one to sign up. Um, and just loves cooking and has been cooking since she was very, very young. So it's been a, it's, it's such a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you, Jenny, for agreeing to do this. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be spending some time with you in the kitchen. Oh, it's, just, <laughs> it's amazing for me just to, you know, to be able to speak to people who've been doing food and who have a love of food. Because once there's a love of food, the conversation never stops. And it's just, Absolutely. you know, for me, food is just such a, and I see for you in, in your, the thing on your, um, on your website, it's a very tactile, very like, essential thing and I just love the flavors and the textures and the smell I mean when food Absolutely. is cooking and the house just smells of this amazing amazing smell having uh, that I love that walking into a home <laughs> you know <laughs> actually you're saying with the home smell because you said the magic word when the home smells yeah. of these beautiful perfumes and gorgeous aromas and it says I love you you know when your family open that door and they come home at night um, and they are met by these delicious aromas and perfumes. And I use the word perfume as well because spices mm. are beautifully perfumed. When you're poaching things like um, apples and pears, they have a, a beautiful subtle, not izimiyaki, yeah. um, but I have definitely izimi garlic in my kitchen. Oh, yes. <laughs> but oh, it's those wonderful, they just waft over your body as you come in and definitely it says, I love you. <laughs> yeah. My house, garlic, ginger, coriander, Cinnamon, oh, yes. cloves, those oh, yes. spices for me are just such magical spices. So Totally and utterly. Yeah, I was shocked to learn recently that Americans have no idea what curry is. You're joking. Actually, curry just means gravy. Uh, yeah. But like, uh, uh, we were, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And I said, well, how about a nice beef curry? And the guy looked at me and said, what's that? Oh, no, like, I think that's just okay. one person. Surely. No, no, no. <laughs> I asked a second group as well, and then I oh, said to no. my son, who was away now cooking, well, he was uh, supervising, he was a mashkiach for uh, someone, and I said, just check if they eat curry. And he said they also didn't know what it was. Um, oh, my goodness. So my, oh, my goodness. I would have said, give me a nice spicy stew. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so that's oh, it. And wow. those aromas are just, to me, so oh, special. Um, and I, it's I romantic. And you also like coriander well, danya. In, in your food, yes, cilantro. I do, and 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 you know what I like about it is, um, I'm a person that I I like I like to use the whole thing if it's available. Now, for, for me, coriander is not just the leaf; the leaf is a garnish, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, so you get that, and then when you get to the stem, it's just adding a little bit more. So I hate it when people pick the herb and throw the stems away. And then, of course, the root, you don't understand what that root imparts. Oh. So I always try and buy it with the root. Oh, my goodness, darling. You take that root, you just wash it under the tub, and you just rub those little hairs off it. Um, and even if you get a few in the food, it cooks away. You're not going to be going, pip, 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 pip. meet my parrots. 
Um, that is Rocky and that is Sassy and they, this is part of my family and, um, they love to interfere and to be part of the conversation. I then take that root and I pound it. You pound, 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 okay. pound, pound. And it gives, it's unbelievable, especially if you're doing any kind of Asian cooking or a curry. It just gives you extra. Don't throw those roots away, people. They are fantastic. I have actually never, ever bought the danya. I mean, I've seen it, but I've never bought yes. the whole thing. I oh, just no, go to the local incredible. and pick the little plastic bag off the shelf and take it home. Try and get, uh, try and do the bunch. Do the bunch. I'm going, I'm going to go this week. Yeah. Um, that yes, sounds absolutely. amazing. I want to try. I yes. love trying new things. The, so thank you for teaching me. And then a tip, and a tip for you or anybody out there that is buying it by the bunch. Um, and I, because of the restaurant, um, you sometimes you have to, I tell my staff, you take the bunch, first you cut off the string, okay? Because if someone gets a bit of that string in their food, they're going to think it's a hair. Yeah. So, I mean, that can create havoc. And you can tell <laughs> me what you like. I will not believe you that it's a piece of string. That's so it. you always cut that off first. Um, and then you need a nice big bowl of water because what you find is when it is um, sort of on the root, it's still got a lot of sand on it. And then you just go like this and shukha, 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 and anything, any pohos or insects or grains of sand, it all just disappears into the water. Okay. Um, and then I cut the root part and the thick stem part off. Um, and, and I pound that first. And then the rest you add later. Obviously, always fresh at the end. Okay, yes. So that sounds, okay, I'm definitely trying that for the next one. Um, <laughs> You're going to love me. Definitely. <laughs> Um, so, so that's like the things that, that, um, you know, I love learning new things and that's why I love to, talking to chefs and, and cooks who, who've got all that experience, um, to teach us little tricks and tips that the rest of us home cooks need to know to make life a little easier. I'll tell you one of the things that I absolutely loved is the fact, I think it's in, you've, you've said there that you entertain entertain informatively and inform entertainingly. I just yes. love that. I think it's amazing. And it's it's often something that I think about is to do, um, if there was a restaurant that would do, like you book, you can only book for two people at a time and it's a themed evening and it's a special culture and you learn about the food that's served. So it's more of a tasting menu. I think to me that would be an experience that would be so amazing for those of us it who can't travel. would be stunning. Yeah, but, and also the thing would be very expensive. Um, so you have to be ready to pay for that. You must remember yeah. that, um, that alone time with your chef, but it is a, it's a stunning, absolutely stunning idea. And maybe, you know, during COVID, that's not a bad idea for some of the chefs out there. Yeah. You know, to do like this little mini chef table for two. Yeah. Um, and, and teach and, and taste and experience. Absolutely. Because there's nothing better than learning from others and their cultures. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Mm. We're going to take a break for a moment. And when we get back, we're going to continue talking to Chef Jenny Morris. If you have any suggestions, questions, tips or information on cooking and food that you'd love to share with us, please send us a message, SMS 34519. SMSs are charged at one rand fifty. You can send us a telegram on 061-895-1019 or email us on air at chaifm.com, Twitter at chaifm, or reach out on Facebook 101.9 chaifm. Whether you are halishing for halas 
or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. And we're back with Jenny Morris, chef, giggling chef, loving it. I love her recipe books. I love her ideas and the fun that she brings to food. So I thought we'd share that here on the Essen Fresen show where it is all about food. So one of the things I want to know is how much fun was it cooking for all those celebrities that you've cooked for? That's you know what? I, 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 I'm not much stalker. <laughs> no, no stress. You know why? What I do is um, I picture these people as human beings like oh, us, yeah. number one. They are. And they have certain protocols So f- from that point of view. And I have been lucky. I've cooked for many presidents, actually, yes. and for Prince Charles and King Goodwill's Relatini and de Klerk and Al Gore and Tobo Becky and the, and the list goes on. Kahunda. But I look at them as people. Yes. So when you know what makes their mouth happy, you can relax because it's it's the unknown. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. So when you know what, and, and, and they're just normal people. They don't want to eat food that's been touched 50,000 times. They want yeah. to eat real, beautiful, delicious food that tastes like what it is. And that's how I've always treated those things. When I cook for Tavo Veki, for instance, he wanted an African menu. And um, I kind of looked at some of the African um, restaurants that were around town. And uh, the one thing I saw was a Mapumalanga salad. That was with smoked salmon. And I thought, no, 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 no. I never grew up with smoked salmon. But yeah. I, I can tell you, I'm, I'm talking about it as an African cuisine. But I know about fish cakes made from pilchards. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So when you give people what they want and you put your heart and your soul and your passion into it, um, they absolutely love it. So I've always treated people in that way. Mm. So I, then I'm not intimidated. But it's been a pleasure to do that because that's a bonus in your career. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because it just brings you more work and, and, and your credibility is just enhanced and that kind of thing. That's but we're it. all people, baby. We are just people. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And the pulchered fish cakes, I must admit, I must, okay. I'm going to share a pulchered fish cake recipe at, uh, on the website at the end of the show. I haven't made pulchered fish cakes in ages because nobody in my house will eat them except me. Listen, lots of it. Treat it like a latka. <laughs> <laughs> lots of potato, lots of potato, and you call yes. them fish latkes. Um, yes. Lots of potato, lots of coriander, lots of fresh parsley, lemon zest, spring onions, a little bit of chili. It's delicious. Okay, I think it's fancier than mine and probably tastes better because mine don't have half ah, those ingredients. <laughs> and a little bit of garlic. This is what you need to do. And you can hoodwink them. That's and right. you shape them with that beautiful potato. They cook gorgeous and crispy on the outside and mm. they're lovely on the inside. Just drain off the sauce. And you know what? They won't even know if you squash those little spines into it because that's full of yeah. calcium and full of nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. So I promise you it works like a dream. <laughs> that's, that for me is, you know, um, my family, unfortunately, are not big fish eaters. And the ones who do eat fish only like salmon, like actual salmon or oh. tuna steaks. So, you know, oh, I think they chose the wrong parent. They needed to find a millionaire as a parent. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> well, certainly not the cost of those fish. Yes. You know, my um, favorite fishes. I love them. I, I love making a three-fish kafilta fish. Three-fish kafilta fish? Three-fish kafilta fish. But the problem now is we don't get the fish. I used to love, always have hake as a base yes. and some cape salmon yes. and um, any other lovely line fish that I could 
add to it. Okay. Um, and just absolutely loved it. I, I make my own friend from scratch. Yes. I grow my horseradish in the garden. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. But now it's just hacked all. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't um, get those beautiful fish. So anymore. that's the only recipe I know actually for gefilte fish is my hake. Um, the yes. hake, the carrots and the onions. Oh, and a bit of parsley. <laughs> I'm a parsley <laughs> freak. My son doesn't like green things in it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he, no, yeah. Um, that actually, I must greener. admit, is a fish that everybody in my house will eat, is my mother's yes. gefilte fish. Yes. So thankfully, Love she's it. taught my daughters how to make it because for some I reason, know. it is a dish I have never been able to get right. My gefilte fish balls bounce. <laughs> Why? Because you're overcooking, that's all. You see, the thing that's is, it. when you overcook fish, yeah. What happens is um, it becomes gelatinous, like the Chinese, you know, they have those yes. fish balls in the broth. Oh, yes, so normally yes, what I do yes. is I simmer very gently um, my stock, my bones and things. Yes. And I literally, it's like doing a little shimmy in the pot. It doesn't boil. Okay. It doesn't move vigorously. Yes. And then at the last minute, at the last minute, I put my fish balls in. And the minute they change color, I switch off. Don't boil them. Oh. Switch off, leave it in that hot broth. Absolutely. And then I just lift them out, put them into the bowl, sort of take the carrots off the top, um, and then put that lovely stock in that gorgeous jelly that it becomes. Yes, because you've used the you fish. Know, and then I pop it in the fridge. Yeah, you've used yeah. the fish bones, yes. yes. So that's, I haven't ever tried with fish bones. When I need jelly, it's agar, agar. Um <laughs> No, the fish bones are divine because, I mean, you're paying for it in any case. They say, give it back. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, so that, that's stuff oh. that, uh, um, uh, you know, like I need to increase my repertoire, um, with cooking fish, like I said, because nobody really eats it here. I actually don't cook much of it. Um, oh, bless and you. it's just sad. <laughs> I'm getting yes, very good yes. at vegan though. Um, because yeah. the cost of, the cost of meat and the cost of fish has gone up and Crazy. there's a huge family to feed. And Absolutely. so. For me, vegan, you know, I'm, I'm experimenting with vegan. Uh, I'm learning tofu and things yes. like that. Black beans yes. are still my favorite. But, I love uh, black beans. Yeah. The, and they're so versatile. So, so totally. That, All the pulses and so nutritious, you know. Yes. There's a lot you so can that, do. I love a nice chickpea stew. <laughs> oh, yes. Chickpea curry. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, divine. Absolutely. With potatoes and, yeah, delicious. Yes. So I want to know, I have a question. We've got root sure. food, nude food, good food, and then we've got more yes. root food. Is there another yes. one in the works? This number seven is in the works. So after oh. that, I think we did cooking with Jenny Morris. I haven't Then seen we those. did taste, yeah, taste the world with Jenny Morris. Then there was a world atlas of food. Ooh. Then there's a Yamshus cookbook for Jenny, and I'm busy with number seven as we speak. Number seven. Oh, wow. That that is incredible. I mean, I know, like, just putting together, like, five recipes for for the Jewish Life magazine, how much, like, (laughs) stress I was under for that. I can't imagine (laughs) publishing seven cookbooks. Oh, bless (laughs) it. (laughs) I mean, I look at Sharon Lurie as well, the butcher's wife. Yes, And I'm like, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you know come what? Up it's, with those it's, beautiful it's, recipes that are original. No, but you know what it is? It's what you cook for your family. And I mean, you must remember, I do a lot of Zoom cooking classes. I do yes. a lot of Zoom team building with people. Yes, so I'm developing cool. recipes all the time, you know, and I, I do recipes for my restaurant. And the minute someone says to me, oh, my goodness, I love that. But I have the recipe, I think, in the book. 
So it's yeah. not like you've got to sit at, at one sitting and think, oh, what can I create? You're creating all the time. And I'm very inspired by the seasons because um, I'm very in tune with the seasons because I believe, number one, the food is freshest. It tastes it, it, it. The quality is at its best. The price is at its best as well because it's abundant. So yes. um, I get excited when the seasons start to change. I hate it that there are air miles. Um, on the food, but it comes in handy when you're cooking professionally because yes, the customer yes. wants a certain thing. But like, for instance, I can go into my garden and I've, I've picked all these lemons this morning. I just made a quick little cream cheese something. And it's so nice to go into the garden and to pick them fresh. And it's more about the zest than the juice because the yes. zest, I mean, it's just off the tree. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So I'm very in tune with the seasons. So. Um, that gives one the most, gives you inspiration. Even when you're shopping, you think, mm, you look nice, lamb chop. I'll take you home with me tonight, you know, <laughs> and what, but what am I going to do with you, lamb chop, when I get you there? You know, right. so you become, creative juices start to flow. You're listening to Adrian Bugatti on the SN Fresen show, and uh, my guest is Jenny Morris. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. This is Adrian Bugatti, and I'm talking to Jenny Morris. She's the giggling gourmet, and one of the things that I know that she does is the online cooking, but she does it slightly differently. She actually does cooking as team building, which I absolutely think is one of the the best. So there's a couple of things that she has. Um, there's the cook's playground, the cook's parties, and the team cooking. And I just love the ideas and the concepts behind that. So, Jenny, if you can tell us a little bit about, like, the team cooking and the team building that you do with cooking and how it works. I love that idea. Okay, so uh, at the moment, um, obviously nobody, uh, most right. of my work is corporate work. Yes. So my corporates do not want their staff exposed to any kind of Absolutely. virus. And we are already expecting a, a fourth wave. Please God, it doesn't happen. Uh, and it's yeah, not I'm severe if it should it happen. What they do is, and a lot of people are still working from home. Okay. Yes. And I know people are zoomed out, but so they need a little bit of a stress breaker. So look what the corporates do is um, they order the ingredients, they get delivered to their staff's homes. Yes. And I've got my kitchen set up. I've got three cameras in the kitchen. And what happens is we hit the ground running and off we go and we, and we cook together. You know, I, I, um, I did it with a team of doctors last night and it was just absolutely incredible. That's so fun. And they are surgeons. So I'm sure these boys have never, ever held a knife before. <laughs> They've held a scalpel. Know what I'm saying? But there yes. was some of the, it was so relaxing for them and it was such a pleasure to see how it, you can still bring people together, even That's though it's it. on camera. You know what I'm saying? That is um, cool. I have people who are having dinner parties for their family. Um, and they will book a session where we, we go through the whole menu together oh, and wow. each family member cooks a different part of that dish and oh. then they bring it together because you you know, your families are clean and they yes. sprayed and they disinfected and the rest of the thing. <laughs> and then everybody brings that dish together to a table at home, you know, I think so, it, um, it works. And it I keeps think us that's safe. a wonderful idea also for big families. Um, totally. To take turns doing, like taking responsibility for a, you know, item on the menu, no matter what Absolutely. the age, because kids can cook too. Exactly. So. You, can I tell you how well kids can cook too? And it's a wonderful way to bring families together. 
It yeah. is such a wonderful interactive um, way to bring families together. And obviously you'll do all the chopping, but I mean, you can put a child at the stove as long as they are responsible and watch them and they can stir fry. Yeah. And so you choose, you know, you choose um, what and how. Um, you tailor it to the needs of your customer. But yeah. it's working like a dream. I've done it ever since lockdown because yeah. I had to pivot the business and it works like magic. <laughs> well, this is the thing because I love the idea of the team building, but with COVID, you know, to be able to do that kind of team building, and I've just had that experience now, um, you know, doing a, a Guinness World Record thing where we all cook together, and I just love the idea of everybody got the same ingredients and we yes. had the recipe and we had the chef guiding us. And I just, when I saw it on your website, I thought, oh, what an amazing idea. Because I thought it was so innovative, but you've obviously been ahead of us all the time. I've been doing it for 23 years. <laughs> it's you all, know, you know, that came to the fore, um, is I, uh, got a company called Accelerated Learning. Yeah. And that's where the edutainment comes in. You, where you learn through fun. Yeah. You know, entertain informatively that, that is, and inform entertainingly. And yeah, so yeah, we've had the school for 23 years. We've been doing it. It, that's amazing because, you know, um, in the days when we still had visitors and this was about, I'm thinking how old the kids are now. So they would have been about in their, it would have been about 25 years ago. I did a yeah. formal dinner with a friend who is a chef and yes. it was so much fun. We did crystal. We did yes. your starters and your palate cleansers and Beautiful. different courses. And I'm like thinking, you know, food is so expensive and it, you can't do that now. You can't have the amount no. of people. I mean, we'd had 45 people, no. but you can't do no, that anymore. That and there's got to be a way to bring the fun back into cooking to and entertaining for yourself. Totally. Absolutely. So, so I, that's Absolutely. why I just love the online concept of the online class. The online group class, like the team building. Yes. Just absolutely. So and, and because of COVID, it's become more acceptable. You know, yeah. people are very happy to embrace it because people don't want to leave their homes. I've had COVID. Yes, um, I lost I my husband uh, before COVID. And I mean, for like from the day that the lockdown happened until yeah. um, the day that he died, uh, those two weeks of our life, we had kept ourselves away. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, I don't even know where we got it because you don't know where you can get it. So well, this, this is, is so, so, especially for companies, you know, that yeah. their staff are not at risk standing and breathing over each other and. So, and, and so yes, kind of um, I was actually, when I was messaging you and you were in hospital, I had COVID at the same time. So, oh my you goodness. know, uh, aren't so we, we lucky? Were, aren't we just lucky? We are, we are. Um, you know, so at, at watching, you know, it was so heartbreaking and it is, it's been heartbreaking. So I work. As a nurse, um, yes. and to see it in the hospitals when I'm yes. there, it just it breaks my heart the whole time to see how many people and how many unexpected people, and yes. and it's people. The funny thing that I'm seeing is, is with the COVID is often it's the people who are the most cautious. Totally, I know why we're being punished. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's why you know for me food is comfort, but I think a lot of people are getting. Tired of being stuck at home cooking. Indoors. <laughs> yeah. And I think have, being able to do something like yours where it would be an interactive, it would be fun. Um, I think it's such yes. an idea. 
And people don't need to, you know, if people find a recipe they like, to make it as a team effort for their family, to get husbands and kids involved in making dinner. Um, so totally. that's one of my big Bring things. Bring closer. Is, yeah. One of my big things is that when I do meal planning, um, everybody, every member of the family has to say what their favorite meal is. And then they can often, depending on the age and the responsibility, take control or take ownership of that particular meal. So if you've got Absolutely. a kid who wants macaroni and cheese, well, then let them learn how to make macaroni and cheese. We had somebody here a while ago, and I mean, I looked at your recipes, and there's some flavors in there that even I haven't tasted, and I, I'm pretty um, adventurous with my flavors. And <laughs> one of the things, we had somebody here a while ago who was staying with us, and they said to us, well, in the first month that I've been here, I've had more flavors in food than I've had in my entire life. And I love it. It was such an amazing feeling. So, and I see the but joy it, you get from doing that as well. I yes. see it in, in your, your writing. And obviously when you were on TV, um, and on the radio and everything. So, so that, that's an amazing thing. So that's why I think for me, it's such a privilege to have you, you know, on my show and to be able to talk to you about all these amazing, amazing flavors that you do. So now I want to ask you a question. If you had to choose, I know you love the garlic and, and the, sla- the cilantro and the coriander and all of that. If somebody cooked for you, what would be the meal that they, you would want them to cook? Do you know what? For me, I, for me, I, it would have to be the most simple thing. The most simple, delicious. You could roast me a succulent. The skin would have to be crisp. And I would hate you to put too much spice on it because I want to taste the chicken. You okay. see what I'm saying? So for, I, I'm a pushover. Um, you could give me a perfectly cooked piece of fish, a fabulous crisp divine salad with a really nice dressing. The dressing is very important because it must embrace those leaves, darling. Um, yes. And I would hate it to be swamped. I am very easy. I am so easy. Give me a good Caesar salad um, okay. and do it properly. I, I'm happy, darling. I'm putty in your hands. Okay. <laughs> so I'm easy to please. <laughs> and then, okay, perfectly cooked fish. How do you do perfectly yes. cooked fish? I, for the life of me, cannot get it right. You can. Because you must remember fish is a very, very delicate protein, okay? And fish, anything that you put into a pan that is exposed to heat, when you bring it out, it will continue to cook. So the thing with fish is to, I normally get my presentation side cooked first. And you can actually see the color changing. If you look at that fish, you can actually see the layers of color changing. It goes from this kind of fleshy, pinky thing to opaque. So you get the beautiful, beautiful color on the top, and then you flip it over and then take it out. Okay. You can actually see it changing. The minute it's white, you take it out or you put the pan off, take, you know, take it off the heat, and then there's enough heat in there to just continue the cooking. Put the rest of your stuff onto your plate and then pop your fish onto that. The, The only thing we do wrong is we overcook it. Okay. We just overcook it. Do you like your salmon uh, medium, rare, rare, well so done? I, I like my medium. I like my medium. I like it there a little pink inside. Um, yes. But what I love is the crispy skin. Good girl. So you cook your skin yes. last or first? First. There you go. So now you know what you're doing. Yeah, if but that, that's that, salmon. I, I, that... No, 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 no. It's fish. <laughs> it's fish, girl. 
So what you do is you have a look like you you can you can actually see the salmon changing color, right? Yeah. It's the same with the other fish, but you're not gonna have it medium rare. No, <laughs> definitely medium. You're not. You're gonna have it cooked. Yeah. Definitely so there you not. have it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> and the thinner the fish, the quicker it cooks. Just remember that. Yes, the yes. fish will continue to cook. So, so no, I've don't got cook it to death. Yeah, I, you know that's why. I'm, like as I'm learning, like so, I've only been really focusing on my cooking. I would say it's about five, six years now, and yes. so slowly learning. And I am finding that I'm sort of stuck in a rut, and that's why I love ah. learning from people like you who can teach us oh, new you. ways to look at old food. And yeah. the thing is, I want to go back to the kafilta fish. Yes. The other thing that we do wrong is we, 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 um, we have it, it's minced too fine. Okay. Yes. You don't want it too fine because that's going to give you the rubbery effect as well. Okay. Because what the Chinese do and the Thai people do is they pound it. Yes. You know, they pound it. You don't want it to be, I, it, it must, you must mince it, but don't mince it too fine. Yes. And when you're working it in your dish, what I normally do is I put it, I, I use a bit of matzo meal with mine. Yes. And the onions and the carrots. I mix that first and okay. all my seasonings in a separate bowl. And then only do I bring um, my fish into it. Well, I guess so you're not overworking it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Don't overwork it. So you mix all the those things together, fish goes in last. And you know what's very nice and gorgeous with a little bit of kafilta fish is a bit of finely grated, and I know it's not traditional, but lemon zest. Beautiful. You know what? I'm tired of traditional. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think I love the traditional flavors, but yes. I think they need to move into the new century um yes you know and gefilte fish is stunning um like my mom always says the first time she ever heard of gefilte fish she's from german you know german ancestry yes of course. Her, gefilte fish was a stuffed entire fish not a fish board. Oh, absolutely not not a fish board exactly but as times became harder um so, everything yeah. was used you know yeah. the fish was the, like you minced it it went further you added stuff to it the, and the bones and, were used for the stock and don't boil that stock till it it must absolutely must do the little shimmy like a little midnight shuffle in the yeah. pan. Cut yeah. your vegetables for your stock nice and big, and you'll get a gorgeous, clear, oh, sexy looking um, um, stock as well. And I put some, I even put like a little clove in it and a bay leaf, and I put some peppercorns, um, which looks very nice when you set it, you know, and you bring it to the table. So it's like a natural garnish, and those flavors are all in part because I like to eat the jelly, darling, with some yeah. matzah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, that is a favorite. Um, you know, like my yes. mother has always come to us in the previous years to make the gefilte fish. And even though like the last few years, there's only been like 12 of us, she's made yes. like three kilos of gefilte fish and it's gone. I love it. It lasts, but it freezes so well. Yeah. We it's don't my have time used to, to love it. <laughs> no, I would freeze like six balls because that's where he could eat that at one sitting. And the other thing that I that's love doing with my mom-in-law, <clears throat> excuse me, was uh, making chopped herring. Um, yes. And we used to soak the herring in the water to get the salt out. And I'm so happy I learned those things, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, and my father-in-law loved the roe and I would just soak them um, in a little bit of milk and then make sour cream for him with it and some dill and some very thin sliced onions. He loved that. So, He's yeah, I've that. never tried with the roe. Um, I'm not even sure oh, if we can get kosher roe. So that would I uh, actually want to look into that. But um, yes. so those are the things that I'm looking at. And, and one of the things that for me is um, 
with the way the cost of living is going because of COVID. Yes. My idea yes. is, and I want to know what you're making, is, you know, Rosh Hashanah and all the Yom Tevim, all the Jewish holidays yes. are just so expensive. There are other ways to introduce beautiful foods that are traditional, um, but that of are course. not the same and that aren't going to cost you a fortune. Well, you know what I always say, you just, you should bulk your table with salads and with vegetables because yeah. with herbs and spices, you can change that up. And then you don't have to have like huge big chunks of meat or big whole fish, you know, that kind of thing. So I always think the filler will come as the start. I always make chicken soup because that is, we have to have with Canadian in this house yes. and you can't change it to any other anything. It doesn't matter oh, okay. what holiday it is. That is what they want. <laughs> Um, and uh, they're not big on desserts in this house, so they'll eat some no. fresh fruit and berries, you know, that kind of thing yeah. at the end. And, um, and then you just have, you make lots of sexy roast potatoes flavored with lemon and rosemary and that kind mm. of thing. Yeah. And you can have one meat. You can have I always one meat. Do it one doesn't meat. have to be lamb. Yeah. One yeah. meat is more than enough. Now, you know, in the old days we would go like crazy, but it's very, everything has become extremely expensive. Yeah. I can remember my first few Yantavim when I, when we first got married. It was the soup with a knedlach or pierogin, depending on when. Yes, yes. And then we would have the starters would be the gefilte fish, the Danish herring, the chopped herring, uh, I which I made so. all myself as well. And <laughs> yes, then we would too. have the salads, and then you would have chicken and a meat as well yes. as vegetables. Yes. And then you would yes. have like three different desserts. Not anymore, doll. No. Um, maybe I would do like a brisket and some chicken because I like the brisket the next day with cream. Oh, <laughs> oh my matzah. That's yummy. Or on, on a bit of uh, kitka that's uh, left or challah, yeah. um, which is really, really nice. Yes. So that, that is amazing. So um, thank you so much for doing this interview. My pleasure. It has pleasure, been pleasure. an absolute honor speaking to you. I have loved every second of it. Thank you. And I can't wait to see more. Uh, follow, I mean, I love following you on Instagram and seeing the stuff you oh. have and on Facebook. It's just such fun. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, My pleasure. I'm Adrian Bugatti and I've been talking to Jenny Morris, the Giggling Gourmet.